You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 165 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. My name's Corey. My name is Carlos. 291 days as we record. That's it. That's all that's left until episode Ooh. 9, guys. Nine <laughs> months, baby. Yeah, I'm trying to make months. that I'm trying to make that number sound as as minuscule as possible. That's it. It's just 291. It's just yeah. the the gestation period of a human baby. You had me there for a second, but I'm not budging until we hit the 200 mark. That's what I'm really going to be like. Well, you know, you just just break it up into smaller chunks. You know, we, we've got, uh, what, 40 days until celebration? Not that any of us are going, but, you know, there's still significant uh, impact there for any any Star Wars fan, really. I look at it like this, man. There's Captain Marvel. And then there's, End- and then there's Endgame. And uh, there's a lot of steps before we, uh, you know... Before we oh, yeah, get we to got... episode nine, so we got, you gotta uh, gotta enjoy those things too, you know. For sure, we got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, and you have a, a beautiful selection of what eight or nine other movies to choose from. Oh yeah, I've been catching up. <laughs> you know, you, you can watch any number of Star Wars movies as you wait for the next one. That might be the uh, preferred way to do it. Although I, I spent a lot of my weekend in the in the MCU, hanging out there and watching. Watch, my son wanted to watch Iron Man 2. For some reason, he's big into War Machine. Hmm. He just he loves War Machine for some reason. I don't know what it is. He's like, I want to see... The, do, we, do we have an Avengers on. movie with War Machine? So, uh, he's been in a couple of them. I want to watch that one. So I, I took out Iron Man 2, and I took out uh, Civil War and Infinity War. And I said, he's in these three movies. Pick which one you want to see. And he chose Iron Man 2. Uh, he, likes Buck, he, he likes Buck Adams. <laughs> Remember Boogie Nights? Yeah, yeah. It took me it took me a couple minutes to get the reference. It's got to be uh It's got to be all the the guns and missiles and the Gatling gun on the shoulder and all that. Come on, the armor is just too cool too. Yeah, it's, it's it's way over the top, but it's pretty rad. And it's also you know, Don like, Cheadle. Uh, yeah, Don Cheadle, pretty cool, and uh, even Sam Rockwell, pretty cool. But uh, Mickey Rourke just doesn't do it for me, man. Yeah, he was a he's Mickey something Rourke. very I don't know, just something too dirty about that that actor that just it bugs me, man. I I love him in certain roles. Like he was great in the wrestler and Sin City was made to play Marv. Whatever, I guess. I don't know. I'm just I just don't like it. There's just something about it, but uh that's that's on me. You know what? Fair enough. I'll take the blame. <laughs> you <laughs> you got to fair enough yourself. I'm fair enoughing myself. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so good weekends all around. Oh yeah, Not baby! Bad. Papa Cool Ray hit the slopes again. Oh boy, that was fun, man. Well, good for you. That's that's great. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, sure yeah, that it's... counts, but okay. <laughs> spring spring break uh, is uh, starting here, and uh, why do they call car- it spring break? I don't know. It's the break before spring comes. I guess it's ridiculous. 
Just my, at it least my, my daughter's school calls it March break because I guess oh, it's it's my alma mater. So, you know, they get it. <laughs> yeah, March break is good. Uh, it was carnival week last week, right? So yeah. it's like they weren't doing anything the last 10 days. And I feel like uh, it coincides with the uh, the time change. You know what I mean? When's that happening? Next weekend. Already? Yeah. Yeah, man. Daylight savings. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm uh, kind of tired of that. Like, I, I, I'd be okay if they just abolished it. I'd, I'd be fine. Just get rid of it. Having them wind all or fix all your clocks twice a year. Forget <laughs> it, man. Nerve. I don't have clocks anymore, so I'm. No microwave clock? No stove clock? You know what? Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Corey, did you spend any money on Star Wars related items this weekend? AKA collecting uh, update. Yeah, man. Oh, of course yeah. I did. Yeah, I sunk my teeth into two Funko Pops that I've been keeping my eyes on for a long, long time. Now, I finally saw like a pretty good deal on them. So it's the uh, Imperial Chopper. I don't know if you've seen that one. He's in disguise. Black an and red and stuff. Yeah. Him and Cad Bane. That's an, another ex- exclusive. Where'd you pick those up? Entertainment Earth. An online order or did you uh, fly over there? No, no, no. No flying to be had. Got it. Uh, but yeah, man. Oh, there's a few cool things. I, I've been seeing online anyhow around here that uh, there's certain Black Series stuff t- starting to pop up. I haven't been out on the hunt, but uh, I don't know. Keep our eyes peeled. I've not that I've done any runs lately. I just keep hitting my local one, and it's 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 dead. DOA man, they had the resistance figures. They've been picked clean, which is nice. They they moved. People picked those figures up, so I, I'm happy to see that. But in terms of vintage collection and black series, we're sitting on some aging stock over there. How about you, Carlos? Any Lego this weekend to add to the collection? No, we um, we're we're starting to build some of the backlog. Just to get the boxes out of the way, <laughs> so we built uh, we built Moloch Speeder, and um, it's pretty sweet, man. It's pretty sweet build. It's uh, it was fun. It's uh, it's great to hold in your hand. You gotta love vehicles, like uh, speeders and ships and uh, and things of that nature. So, yeah, it was. Um, I, I we got it at, uh, you know uh, for Ryan's birthday and it was uh, it was uh, it was at a good uh, a good price and uh, I think the value is even better once you build it like I, I really enjoyed that one. Cool. Yeah. So if anybody's uh, looking, uh, I think uh, Toys R Us, Walmart probably can get it for forty bucks for four hundred and fifty something pieces. It's a steal. You got to get that. Duly noted. Uh, I I did not do anything this weekend. And, do dollar store pickups count? Yes, they do. Okay, well then I, I got myself one three and three quarter inch short trooper picture uh, figure picked up there you go. on the uh, the uh, Rogue One card back. Nice. I never had that one. Figured, oh, you know what? What the hell? I'm gonna grab it and uh, throw that in the box, and I'll probably never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> but over the weekend, Hasbro released some images. Maybe by mistake. It seems like perhaps those images were taken down. Corey, I don't know if you saw this, but it's a it's going to be sold at Galaxy's Edge. I'm sure at some point they'll be split out and sold as singles in at retail. But it's a it's a three pack, which they call a four pack. But it's a first order Mountain Trooper, 
Kylo Ren, a mouse droid, which is why I call it a three. Apparently, that's a figure in their mind. But also a Black Series 6-inch Commander Pyre. Yo. Did I did see, see that. You did see those pictures? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous to me that they, they call it a four-pack because of that mouse droid. Come on, let's, let's be for real here. <laughs> that, that, that It doesn't count. Yeah, but, it's true. They didn't count BB-8 and Rey as a two-pack. Like the first Black Series. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. It was that was priced regularly, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I thought that was that's stupid to me. It, I will call it a three pack. I will continue to call it a three pack. But I was excited, man. Like that... I think it's I think it's interesting in the sense that like why is Commander Pyre right next to Kylo Ren? Like you know, is gold above like platinum or whatever or whatever Phasma was? Like is that's well, it's, it's interesting. It seems like. Everybody was asking the same question, right? Especially, especially since maybe those images disappeared online from from the official source. But people were talking: is is Commander Pyre going to be in Episode Nine? I can't rule it out. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get carried away. But if they're looking for somebody to lead legions of stormtroopers in, in the absence of of Captain Phasma, why not? <laughs> why not have Captain Pyre there or Commander Pyre? Yeah, he can he can now be Captain Pyre, that's it. True. Like maybe he jumps up a rank to captain. I, I, Is I, that uh, the the gold stormtrooper? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Carlos, Carlos likes his gold. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was well played. That makes up for the misplaced fair enough comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be down with that, man. I I'd be okay to see him in live action. But also that that mountain trooper looked pretty sweet too. Like that that to me looks like the uh, the shore trooper of the first order. At least at, at least to this point, like that I I haven't been really crazy about first order stormtrooper variants. Like they've all just been like paint jobs, right? Like black stripe or or whatnot. This is the first first order stormtrooper that i've been actually been damn that's that's pretty cool looking aside from the snow trooper i, I like all those guys <laughs> uh that's it collecting update pretty quiet this weekend uh yeah I, I think i'm just kind of like in my mind i'm trying to like sit back in in wait and see mode as to what what's going to come out later this fall and i'm just i, I need to keep shelf space and uh some some cash <laughs> I'm going to keep some cash handy for that, so I'm, I don't want to load up too much now. Cash. Straight cash, homie. Uh, okay, it's it's a, there's an anniversary here. We had a couple of them this weekend revolving on the animation side of Star Wars. So we had the, the one-year anniversary of the Rebels finale, which is, you know, that that's happening. If, if you're listening to this on the main feed, this is happening on Tuesday. And it's also the sixth year anniversary i think yep is it oh, no um, it, no sorry it's the four-year anniversary my math is crappy at this hour man the four-year anniversary that ahsoka came back as fulcrum in the season one finale of rebels well you know what else is interesting uh i, I guess it was it must be like seven or eight now but it's also the anniversary of her leaving the jedi order that's right yeah it's all these things yeah, that's right. So the Rebels finale, the Clone Wars season five finale, which we thought was the end, 
with Ahsoka leaving the Order and her coming back as Fulcrum all happened in the same two, three day span. I love, I love you, Dave Filoni. I wonder if that was intentional, though. The way, like March second, twenty thirteen, is when Ahsoka walked away, and then she was back two years later to the day. I think as as Fulcrum, which at the time, to be fair, it was never officially confirmed as being her, but everybody kind of knew, right? I didn't know. No. No. There was no real big clues, like other than it was female. Well, now, now looking back, like that that little holographic symbol, yeah, is very representative of of Ahsoka. And I think it was RFR. They had pitched up the her voice until it matched Ashley Eckstein. That's awesome. Yeah, so they they played with the audio there. So I, everybody, a lot of people, kind of knew at the time, even though maybe they they were trying to hide that. But uh, yeah, Rick wrote us in. And he, he wanted us to touch on some of this. Uh, he, he left us a quick comment. He said, for me, Twilight of the Apprentice tops my episode list. I know it's technically two episodes. Uh, top moment is a toss-up between Obi-Wan, Maul fight in Twin Suns, and Kanan's death, spoilers, in Jedi Knight. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey, it, it, let's, let's take a moment to remember Rebels. Carlos, did you watch Rebels? I watched a few episodes. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch the whole series, but uh, I saw Twin Suns. I saw Twilight of the Apprentice. I saw uh, which one was Doom? Was it Doom? Yeah, that's towards the end. Towards the end, yeah. I saw. I saw quite a few, uh, especially in three and four. So uh, yeah, pretty cool. Well, Corey, what uh, your your favorite moment in, in Rebels? What have you, What have you got? Oh man. It's, that's that's a tough question. I didn't even really think about that, but definitely Kanan's death is up there. Uh, him coming back as well as the wolf and that one last lesson. Like when he just, you know, Ezra's looking off on, into the horizon where the temple once was. That's that's some heavy shit, man. <laughs> uh, God, there's so many good mo- moments. Like, you know, the dark saber with Sabine, like, uh, Kanan going blind. Twilight, the apprentice, is obviously up there. Uh, the world between worlds was just—I just can't believe they went there. You know what I mean? Is that just, the one where like Ezra goes behind and he's—he's he's like kind of like uh, at odds with Palpatine? Yep. Yeah, that was a great. That was a good episode too. Oh, it's nuts just to think that the force or what it oh, once settle was. Settle down, settle down, Tiger. Settle down. <laughs> no, it's it's out of control, man. Like being on an astral plane through time, like God, like the significance of that in the Star Wars, like galaxy. You know, like had Palpatine actually got his mitts on that, like it was game over. Like I don't know, it's it's, it was, it's yeah. They they I mean they took a big swing opening that that door. I mean, Filoni and company, that is. And uh, I, I, like I, I've always said, I, I'm just glad they sealed it back shut and wiped out that temple completely because that is not a thread I want anybody else tugging on at any point soon. Not no, at all. But, well, I mean, if there's one character that could at this point, I think it would be Ahsoka. And they've kind of alluded to that as well in the sense that, you know, after that episode that's when she's actually going down the staircase from Twilight of the Apprentice, right? Mm-hmm. 
And like from what Filoni's drawn on those top cards, it looks like she's found herself like another portal and the wolves have followed her. So, you know, I, I really think it's so because I don't know that that was the, the sneaky part for this too, that Filoni kind of wrote this in, right? It's Ezra's story, but as much as it is, as it is like all the characters got to shine and he got to bring back Ahsoka in such a huge way that her character is still out there and still very meaningful and ambiguous and who knows how par- powerful at this point. Like that staff in the cloak, like she, she's wise, man. Like she knows what's going down. Like she's like, I don't like almost like the Galadriel, you know, of Star Wars now in a way. Well, would I, maybe Gandalf would be the, the more appropriate comparison yeah you're right yeah no i've i've run out of words kind of to to describe what i think of ahsoka and the character they they've they've created there like she's across all animation she is easily number one for me like it's it's her and then everybody else is way 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 behind way behind like she's she's the only one that cracks my top five characters overall from from you know she's in my top five all-time star wars characters and then i i don't know when the next animated character shows up um but yeah they, she, yeah she just did such so many great things across those those five six seasons of of clone wars and into rebels like man she's responsible for <laughs> so many of the big moments that i love in those those series twilight of the apprentice for me is probably my favorite bit of rebels just to have her come back and face Anakin the way she did. Yeah. And the animation, like the, the scenery, it was just insane. Absolutely. And then on on the clone Wars side, uh, Jesus. Now Rick, Rick had talked about the, uh, Obi-Wan mall. No, he was talking about twin sons, Uh, but even the, the Obi-Wan mall rematch in the clone Wars was wild. And there was the the uh, Darth Maul Savage Press tag team versus Kenobi and Ventress. Yeah, that was cool. That was out of control. Uh, Palpatine versus Maul and Savage. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> that was nuts. That was where Savage spoilers gets killed. Uh, the Umbara arc from Clone Wars with Pong Krell. Yeah, that was really cool. A lot of the clone centric stuff in the Clone Wars was was some of the best stuff. Yeah, was it the? Uh, I can't remember the name of the episode. I think it was the Art Troopers. It was like this one group of guys, like five and and Hetty, Echo. Like yeah, they're they're in training, right? And they're just not going to make it, and they finally come together as a team. And then you kind of follow their career a little more throughout the series. Yeah, that was a good one too. Even even uh. Oh, what was the one that was sort of who who just didn't grow properly? Ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. That was even that was a good episode. Yeah, for sure. Even he found he's his in place. several episodes. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, I I really do enjoy those. I keep I I need to get on my Clone Wars rewatch before season seven drops. I got I got to start Netflix. that up again. Is it still there? Yep. I hope it stays there for a little while longer. I, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. 
Uh, okay, guys, we got last uh, week. I, we... I just want to say one last thing, man. When it comes sure. to Rebels, man, like I just there was no wasted space there, man. Four seasons, each one had a purpose, you know. And by the end of it all, like I was almost ashamed to say that, like you know, it's some of my favorite Star Wars ever because I felt like I was betraying like other Star Wars that I love. But it is, man. Like when it's all said and done, like every time I watch, like being the year anniversary, like I've been, I saw a few montages. I, I posted one in the group. Like that show just went places I I never thought would was possible for Star Wars, and it just made me so happy, man. Like I was, I still am, like, and forever will be like Ghost Crew for life, man. Like that that show blew my mind, man. It's gonna be a hard to to top it. I hope they do someday. For you, me for too. You, for you, I mean, I like, like I was say, I hope I haven't seen the best Star Wars movie that I'll ever see, or or I hope I have not yet seen my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, like when when Clone Wars ended and Ahsoka walked away. It feels like there was an eternity between that moment and the start of Rebels. But that's not the case at all. It was like a, a year and a half, and and Rebels kicked off in what fall of twenty fourteen. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it was twenty fourteen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was the fall of twenty fourteen. So it was like a year and a half gap, you know, not, not that bad in the grand scheme of things. Uh, all right. Great stuff there with anime, with the animation stuff, uh, resistance. We've got to catch up on that. Things are getting crazy with resistance. Uh, we'll need to do a little catch up on that later this month. Once season one is in the books. Uh, but yeah, I'm really, really starting to enjoy enjoying these last few episodes of resistance like front to back like, i always have to like pick and sort through the pieces of, of resistance that i'm really enjoying but the last couple of episodes have been great start to finish so i'm looking forward to these last uh three episodes all right last week not a ton of news at least not the, the type of stuff that we would normally talk about here but a lot of stuff came out about galaxy's edge i th- i posted a couple links around Hopefully we got a chance to talk about this stuff, but my 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 mind is exploding with the stuff that they're doing over there. And, and Disney gave some members of the media an advanced look at Galaxy's Edge last week. And sweet fancy Moses, does this place sound more and more spectacular every time we learn something new about it? So, uh, Carlos, did you get a chance to look at any of this stuff? I did, but my favorite thing about Galaxy's Edge so far was the meme of what Disney showed, what it's going to look like, and then... <laughs> what it's actually going to look like? What it's actually going to look like with the crowd. Yeah, it looks like, like Woodstock, right? Yeah, nobody able to get to the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, I saw quite a few things, and it, oh, man, it, it does blow me away. It just, it hurts more and more every time I see more stuff, because uh, it just hurts to know that I'll probably won't ever get there. Like that's ever is a long time, but I know what you mean because I'm in the same boat. It's like I, I just can't see justification for it in the, like in the near term, the short, even like the the medium term. It's like how how are we gonna swing that? It's just it's just so much cash. It's like God damn, I could do so much other other stuff. I could get probably get like three vacations in serious ones in the space of of one Galaxy's Edge trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man, because there's like there's so much I want to do um, that actually 
um, you know, enriches my uh, my life and uh, the other stuff that I like besides Star Wars. Um, you know, with the music and and uh, just uh, other other things that I want to do. And uh, but man, if I had unlimited funds, I'd definitely go. But uh, <laughs> I don't, so I won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might be one of those things you have to put off because like I can't even, I I can't get my head around the fact or the the notion of going without my kids. You know, like half the fun of it is to go with them and to to see them react to a a one to one scale falcon, or to ride those rides that seem like they're just going to be absolute mind benders. Like to to do it without them just seems like an like an utter betrayal of them. So I don't even. I don't even consider it. What about you, Corey? Well, it's definitely gotten on the short track to becoming a priority. Like if, you know, it's it's a bucket list thing at this point. It has to be done at one point, even if I'm old. But I would hope it's sooner rather than later. And I'm not talking about like next year or the year after that. But it's going to take some planning and some time. But uh, it's definitely, it needs to be done. Like for me anyway, like I know... There's, there's other things to be said and done, but I don't know, man. They said real lasers. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm game. I, of, of everything, of all the stuff, like I think I'd be – the thing I want to see the most is a one-to-one scale Falcon. Like That's the thing that gets me the most. Just to be able to walk around that ship as as we see it in the movies, That's the, that is the one thing I'd want to see most. I, I could probably hang out – around that thing all day long, just, just checking out the details, just going up the ramp, walking, just walking around and just eyeballing everything. Like if even apparently in the, in the cockpit, all the switches do things like they're not just decorations. They all light up or, you know, maybe make a sound effect in the cockpit. I, I would just love nice to, to just hang out in there. Get a, get a moment alone with your, your wife in the cape closet. Ooh. Huh. I'm shocked you took it there. Why not? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's it's uh I love what I love I love what they're doing there. It's it's I like that they're trying to actually make you feel like you're leaving this world and stepping into the Star Wars world in at this Black Spire outpost. I love that they're getting you to make this immersive story for yourself that you participate in and feels like it's impacting the galaxy. I, I, I love that. The, even like the concessions and food and the merch, it's all presented and sold as if you're in universe. It's like nothing is like earth named. Like you're not going to buy a hot dog and a Coke. It's they're going to have, you know what that, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like just think of it from that. Think of that from a marketing standpoint. You know what I mean? Like Coca-Cola is like, we want you to put, our name in your park like no <laughs> like they're turn, turning down all kinds of cash to make this real for us yeah that's a consideration for sure but it, it, we know what's genius about it is that like nothing ha- i wonder if it like if you if you, like when you go into the park you trade in a certain amount of dollars for credits you know like whatever credits that run the galaxy now and so you don't always know exactly how much you're spending. You know what I mean? Because like things don't have like 
one of the things I read is like you're not going to find something with like a, a a Star Wars tag on it that says like officially licensed Star Wars blah blah blah. Like it's everything's set up as if like, you're buying from a vendor. It's like you might have to like haggle with somebody or you know what I mean? Like it's just it, it, I think it could be very easy to lose track of what you're doing. And so that that Lothcat plushie that is set at like, oh, 3,000 credits. What is that in real world dollars? I don't know, but I have to have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty, that's, that's pretty tricky. The same thing as like, you, you don't, uh, like not finding a, a clock in a casino. Just so that you don't know what's going on in the real world. It, it's that kind of thing that you, you're just completely immersed. They're really going all out, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently they future-proofed it so they can adapt it to future stories. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, like, God, it's you, Corey. You called it a bucket list thing. Like this, it's got to be a bucket list thing for me now. Like, well, after you, like, let's just just look. When you read the article, the author's enthusiasm is just in, so contagious. It's encouraging and exciting, and it's just impressive what they are doing here. So, I'm down. It's different. Like you call it immersive. Canon, it's all canon supposedly. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the setting is canon. A lot of the people you'll meet are canon. They're going to have a Vimarati, who is in the Phasma novel and is going to be. I can't remember. And one of the upcoming novels, she'll be in that as well. So yeah, like they're they're sticking you right in that time frame between episode eight and nine. Interesting, though, like just before we move forward, like they also kind of stated the sense something like uh, Lucas went to Disney in like 1955 and it kind of like changed his life. Lucas went to Disney in 1955. Oh, yeah, as a kid. Yeah, as a kid. And it changed his life, right? And like, so maybe it's a way for him to have sold it to Disney. Like, you know, maybe he wanted all this to be a part of it at one point. Like, they have the infrastructure to, to do it, right? Sure. Yeah, but the, the relationship between George Lucas and Disney goes way, way back. They've been, they've been pals since mid '80s, I want to say. Which is why, which is why I think part of the reason, a huge part of the reason why, when George sold, like Disney was, like one A for sure as as the front runner to buy. Like I think George wanted Disney to to be the ones to step up to buy it. All right, Galaxy's Edge looking great. The rides sound fantastic. Everything is just, like reading reading all the the stuff from the media. How excited they all were last week, as fans themselves. I I gotta find a way. <laughs> I may have to sell a, a huge chunk of my Star Wars collection to help move that along, or maybe would, just... would you? If that was an if that was like on the table, and somebody said the, uh, I'm gonna Thanos uh, half your shit. Oh, excuse me, sorry, half your stuff. Uh, but you get to go to uh, Galaxy's Edge. Would you do it? Yeah. Uh, like half my stuff that. at ra- <laughs> half my stuff at random. Yeah, Thanos. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, nice. if I if what what are the parameters of the trip? Like a like a one day in and out kind of thing, or do I get to spend no, a couple no, no, days? No. no, no, no. You get to go for like the like a, a Disney vacation, like a three four day thing where you have like the early access pass and. Um, 
you know, you get to cut in front of some of the lines and, 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 you know, like, you know, a $20,000 trip type of thing. Oh yeah, for sure. My, like I don't, my collection is not worth half that, but I would no, do it. I'm, yeah, I would do it. No, but I mean, you, 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 cur- you curate, curated those pieces, right? So it's like, it's not like, uh, I mean, besides falling ass backwards into X-Wing Luke, like, uh, everything else is pretty much, you handpicked it, right? Yep. Gotta throw salt on the wound, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm sure it's not an easy, uh, it's like a, well, I mean, you kind of answered it as if it was an easy thing, but, uh, I'd be sad to see a lot of stuff go. Yeah, for sure, man. But if I knew it was going, if, if I knew that this was leading me to Galaxy's Edge, d- done. And I can always slowly replace whatever gets lost. I I would even part with my Trivial Pursuit board with the autographs. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, yeah. bro. Yeah. I mean, if, wow. if it came to that and I could get, if if it was really something that could really uh, put put a good step forward towards the fund to go to Gal- Galaxy's Edge, I, I would do it. I would certainly, I would very much consider it at the very least. In that case, hard in the paint, dude. Hard in the paint. Yeah. Respect, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's got a. It's a bucket list thing. The Trivial Pursuit board is is the dream of getting that filled up with all kinds of actors from the movies. That's that dream is dying quickly. Just let just looking at the the uh, list of prices for autographs to get at Celebration. It was like, forget it, man. Good lord, everything's between like 40 at the least to like, sky's the limit once they start announcing the big boys. Like once the Mark Hamels and Daisy Ridley show up, we're, you're looking at easy 100 bucks for an autograph, maybe two. So yeah, that, that, that dream is dead. So I would, I, I would definitely consider it. Anyhow, anyway. Well, one thing about Galaxy's Edge before we move on, like... I'm just super glad that Hondo has such a big role. I think that's a big takeaway from all this. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see the animatronic video? Yeah. He looks fantastic, man. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. But oh! Whatever. Come on, who doesn't love Hondo? Hey, everybody loves Hondo, that's the thing. Like, it's, he, Everybody loves it more than I guess I thought. I, I don't know, I don't know. But whatever, it's all good. Oh, I love Hondo. I love Hondo yeah. so much. I'm reading Pirates Price right now. It's come just... on, Corey. <laughs> Corey, I've wanted it. Eh? I'm subtweeting you, Corey. Come on. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's do something we don't often do. Oh, Galaxy's Edge. I just want to oh, touch back God, on something. Still on it. Yeah, something. So I read the article and I had a few things to say here. Okay, you know? let's go then. Okay, the build a saber thing kind of a, cr- a bit crappy in the sense that you know they can only do 13 per day so like there's this whole storyline where only the one chosen one can rebuild this saber that this junk robot dude has or something but then again only 13 a day can do it so you have to be chosen from like i guess like a lottery or something like that you know and then again the falcon say us three go into the falcon right shotgun pilot like, you two are going to have to go do the gunners. And they say, granted, like, oh, everybody's going to have equal amounts of fun. But 
you know, even the guy in the article was saying, like, you know, it's pretty cool, damn cool to be the guy in the cockpit. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't tell you which if I'd want to fly the thing or or get into the into a turret and shoot down Tie Fighters. I could, jeez, I can't answer that. Uh, shotgun uh, Kira seat. <laughs> like what the the back seat driver? Yeah, I just want to <laughs> sit in the same seat that she sat in. <laughs> All right, Corey, what, what, just, else, just, what else you just, got? Well, I'm just thinking about that in the sense that, okay, like say you go there and you spend all this money, right, Kyle? And you're like, I have to be the cockpit guy. Like, you know, it could uh, – it like the lineups basically, like the booking of the rides. There's two major rides that they've discussed thus far, right? There's the – I believe the the rise of the resistance. Yeah, and then there's the Falcon game. So I don't know, man. Like, see, wait all this time, or I don't know. Maybe you have a booking for it. Hopefully, that's the case. Like, hey, uh, group Carlos, Kyle, and Corey, uh, meet us here at one o'clock. That's when your your thing starts, right? That would be more. That'd be more worth it instead of having to wait in line all day. But at the same time, it's. You might not get to do everything you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't think you'd be able to go pilot the thing and then be like, okay, now let's do it again so I can I can play the turret. Like you're going to have to choose. Exactly. So pick wisely. That would that would be the thing to do. Pick wisely. And that, that would be killer. Like if you go with your kids, like they're going to want to fly too. You know, like, no, no. Kid, go sit in the back. I'm flying. You take that away from them. You know what I mean? Like that. Ah, oh, that would suck. I would totally take it away from them, though. I would. To- <laughs> I would totally rob them of that. Go play the Jarek in the back. Get out. Get out of here. Yeah, seriously, guys. I've lived. How is it? How long has Daddy lived? Okay, count that on your fingers. And how old are you? Okay, good. It's my time, yeah, kid. Yeah, you should be happy to be here. Get out of here before I put you in the medical bed. So you guys are just gonna crash the ship anyway. But you know what's cool too? Like supposedly what they had read, like being in the cockpit, it's going to be like, say, you might, I think you must have a co-pilot though. Because like they were saying that like it's not just as easy as getting away, right? Like you can be like, here's the hyperspace, like liver or whatever, and the ship's not going to go, right? Like it's going to be like some lights going to be flashing somewhere. You're going to have to figure it out on like it's going to tell you probably something like uh, whatever, something's broken, like then you're gonna have to go figure out which button's flashing and kind of fix something or something. <laughs> no. Yeah, I just I I I dig the uh, eloquence. Fix fix something or something. Yeah, you know. I was trying to think of something, you know. <laughs> no, I don't know, but that's cool. All right, are, are we done with Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. I will admit, Corey, since you kind of brought that up. It's off the bucket list now. Done. Huh. I'm out. <laughs> all right. It's not happening anymore. I'll tell you all about it when I go. Okay. Yeah, boy. Lasers. <laughs> what, Corey, what if you had to give up give up beer for like three years to go? No. No? <laughs> you couldn't give up beer? Three years. Could you do it? I don't know. Three years is a long time. It's beer. I mean, come on, we love beer. I get it. 
but do you, you know, this, we're, st- we're talking about Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars here, a bucket list item. Do you bucket list beer? Three years worth. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think I can make that work. No, I don't know, man. <laughs> let, let, we, we, I, there's no way a quarry lasts three years. Dude, I'll just need, I'll drink wine. Or That's whiskey, not whiskey. the point. The point is so that you can pocket the cash. <laughs> yeah. Although for three years, you would not be allowed at my house. That would be the like, for those three years. Because I know you'd be like snooping through my fridges. Hey, you got any beer, man? Why don't you head over to the store and grab me a case? No, no, no. <laughs> We're not doing this. Uh, okay, let's... We don't do this a lot on the main show, but we're going to do some episode nine spoilers courtesy of MSW. So if you are a spoiler phobe, now is the time to tune out, skip ahead, maybe half an hour. Uh, Cause we're going to, we're going to discuss some potential spoilers for episode nine. Did you guys have a hard time getting into these or uh, like, what's your stance for episode nine? Bring it on with the spoilers or are you kind of like peeling back? Well, it depends on the depth of the spoiler. Like, there's nothing here from that of what I read that was like blew my mind. Yeah, like I, I, I almost approach these things like almost word for word by word because I don't want to read that that thing that will be like, oh, damn it, I really didn't want to know that. Like the stuff that we're gonna do here. Again, yeah, it's not uh, nothing earth shattering. I don't think. What about you, Carlos? What, what what's your spoiler policy at this moment? Well, for um, for the Last Jedi, I was good. Uh, I I wasn't diving head first, you know. I dipped the toe in, just checked to see, and then. Um, but I was pretty open to it. But uh, coming close to, uh, I think I, I, at the three week mark, three weeks to. Um, to premiere, I started having panic attacks, and um, I even stopped listening to uh, <laughs> to Star Wars podcasts <laughs> just so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have to hear. It wasn't even about uh, spoilers per se, but just about people's speculation that was actually get it was actually giving me anxiety, and uh, so I had to back away from that. Now, obviously, things settle down a little and. Uh, we're still 291 days uh, before episode nine drops, so I, I don't know exactly. Uh, I'm gonna tread carefully, like I did for the Last Jedi, um, but uh, I don't think. Um, obviously, right now we don't have a title. We don't have we don't have much to go on, so it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more curious. But the closer we get to the release date, the less I'm gonna. I'm going to tolerate shenanigans from people trying to spoil it. Yeah, that was kind of the th- way I did it too. Like I, I was not really all that spoiled for The Last Jedi. But as we got closer, I did kind of hang back. TV spots I would indulge in. But any further reports or speculations, Reddit stuff, that was like no-fly territory for me. I'd say in the last, really after that last trailer came out, yeah, that was like the Monday night trailer for the for the last Jedi, like October eighth or ninth. That was it for me. Done. Yeah, you know th- that trailer. I was like, I think it was that trailer. Anyhow, like I'd seen something on Twitter the next day that I thought I got spoiled on, but it was actually in the in the uh, 
TV spot, but it was Ray catching Kylo's saber or igniting it or something, you know? And I was like, what the hell? Like, oh, like I felt like I was, I felt like the movie got ruined for me. Like she's going to the dark side or something. <laughs> I showed my daughter that moment. Actually, it was like a, a still frame. And I said, hey, Harley, check this out. And I just showed her Ray holding, holding Kylo's ignited saber. And she, like her face just dropped. Like she thought, she thought like you did, like Ray had turned. I said, oh, we're, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. She, yeah, she was terrified for a little while there. Okay, so these are bullet points, um, not presented with much context, but we'll, we'll go through them. Uh, we'll stop on the ones that sound interesting and, and blow through the ones that we can't add anything to. Uh, if you want the context, well, then you should go head over to MSW and listen to Now This Is Podcasting, and you can hear Jason break it all down and put some meat on the bones. So here we go. Uh, bullet one, Jordan stood in for two planets in Star Wars Episode Nine. Jakku, obviously, and probably Tatooine? Pretty possible. Probably, yeah. That's where... Uh, I'm thinking more flashback Tatooine. You think? At, at this point. Or, yeah. It, yeah. it is odd. Like, think about it. Like, for for me, for feel's sake, I feel like it's a good idea to go there for some reason, but th- there has to be a better reason than just to make invoke like a feeling in someone. Like it's it should be relevant to the story somehow, and I hope they pull that off. Like it's nice to go back. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. Well, I sure hope it's Tatooine, and I hope it's done for the right for a good story reason, as opposed to let's just do it. But I mean, it's, that's where it all began, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It's it's. I think when when you mention Star Wars to people and say what like when I say Star Wars, what planet comes to mind? I think people would say Tatooine. If I had to guess, but I I hope it's Tatooine because I don't I can't if it's another desert planet I'm that's it <laughs> I'm gonna lose it like, I'm I'm already starting to hate sand, but it's, I can't I I wouldn't be able to handle a third desert planet. It's not yeah. like I, I saw people some oh, people saying maybe it's Jeddah. It's not Jeddah. It gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh god stop uh yeah if it was if it, if it was tatooine flashback for sure could be is a possibility i i thought but i thought like maybe during the like the end sequence of the movie that they might visit that for for some particular reason like the the wisa free type of thing in that spirit type thing like just just like panning you know we're celebrating the destruction of the First Order. Everybody's happy, and now we're passing through Tatooine, and everybody's smashed um, at Mos Eisley. Maybe that's where Rey's going back to recreate the a new Jedi Order. Maybe. Maybe she goes back to Kenobi's hut. Maybe it's her grandfather's hut, and she's going to take up residence there. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next bullet point: the festival party is not the classic planet, but a new one. There, there's a bullet with no context for you, right? Absolutely oh. zero. Yeah, <laughs> I like new planets. We know that the okay, so I guess we know that there's a festival at some point in the movie. 
I think that's where we get Lando. You think so? That could be. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. He's always looking for a party, isn't he? For sure he is. Hey, did you see him? He posted, Billy D posted to Instagram with uh, Sylvester Stallone. I did see that. Yeah. I, if I'm not, I think Sylvester was standing on a bar, standing on something. Because Billy D. Williams is a is six foot tall, and Sylvester Stallone is not. You think Sylvester <laughs> Stallone wears those uh, those Lifts? Austin Powers, those Austin Powers little booties? Remember those booties? <laughs> but Jonah boys, I think I think he does what he has to do. Or no boys, uh, little so, heel. I wonder if this festival thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if this, if this is sort of the uh, mystical campfire end of movie thing, or if there's a mm. festival at some other point in the movie, like maybe like a big blowout party that they have in some kind of village right before they all kind of f- splinter off and go their separate ways. I like, like that. Those f- are always good. Like good guys. Like the fair in The Walking Dead. Like. The fair? Celebrate. Yeah, there's a fair. There's which, a fair happening. Which season? Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. But, uh, yeah, season nine. And uh, so, like, uh, all the communities are working, like, to, to put together this fair. You know, try to bring the communities together and stuff. Oh, that, sounds, so maybe that, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. A oh, pie, pie eating contest? Yeah. Good. Jerry's at the front of the line. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's like uh, you know, there's a there's a festival. You know, like all these um, planets are band. You know, the the the, the rebellion planets are banding together, and uh, you know, I don't know something or other. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Uh, uh, there's Knights of Ren content filmed on that planet. Oh yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm accepting this. Absolutely, bring him on. Yeah, uh, there is footage of Kylo walking away from Tie Fighter crash there. Nice. All right. Uh, the the Lars homestead may have been filmed at Pinewood for interiors and exteriors in Jordan. Hmm. Interesting. Hey now, that ties into the first bullet. What if, yeah, what if it's like uh, something from Luke's childhood that he didn't even realize had some type of importance, but only after Luke crosses over into the realm of Force Ghosts is he able to, like, understand what that thing was, and uh, and he tells Ray about it, and she has to go get it. That certainly suits the flashback thing. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Or... It'd be nice, like, maybe in Luke's travels, at one point he went back to Tatooine, hid some stuff, or paid homage to the Brew home, or, like, the Lars homestead, you know? Like, left something there, like Carlos said. I left the oven on! <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Ray, you gotta go back to the homestead <laughs> and flush the toilet. <laughs> The gaskets. You must exercise the gaskets. <laughs> oh, that's for you, Jeff. Oh, that's oh. beautiful. Yeah, oh. that, I, I I do find that interesting that we'd be going back there. Flashback is one thing. Uh, I but I wonder if they go back like in 
present time. And why would they do that? You know, that could be That's what I mean. very like, interesting. Bring, yeah, exactly. Like, why bring it back other than for those feels? Like, there's got to be some kind of significance there, hopefully. Why? Geez, if you're going back there, it better be really significant. Uh, what? It, could, maybe it's, maybe they're filming, like, since they're there, let's just build some stuff and get some shots done for the Obi-Wan series, if that's happening. You know, just get some footage in the can, some B-roll footage of the Lars Homestead in the can for these people. Possible? Meh. Yeah. Hey, hey. Fair enough. Uh, Luke's X-Wing fighter was there, and Ray has Luke's X-Wing helmet. That's bizarre. That is really bizarre. Because uh, last last I checked, Luke's X-Wing fighter was at the bottom of the sea on Acto. I don't know if it's the same ship. Like, maybe they have the one that he flew, his original one, like in a museum or something, you know? Well, the he has Red 5 in A New Hope, right? I've never, I've never bothered to check this. In A New Hope, he's, yeah. he's got Red 5. Yeah. I, I believe he still has it in Empire. But he doesn't end Empire with that X-Wing unless they go back to get it. Because mm, it, it's left at Bespin, right? Because when he leaves Tatooine in uh, the, the, the crappy one of the tril- the original trilogy. <laughs> after, like, yeah, after rescuing Han. Yeah, we don't know if uh, if it's Red Five. Is it Red Five? I've never I checked. Know. I I always in my head, it's I just always assumed it was. But that means they must have either given him a new Red Five or went back to get the old. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Luke had a connection to his ship. We have to go back for it. That's yeah. That's interesting. But the helmet. This is all. He goes very back strange. for everything, though, right? Like he he went back for Han. You, he went back to Yoda. It's, it's, it's just what Luke does. He went back for Owen and Baru. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh jeez. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm much more curious as to why Ray has Luke's X-wing helmet. Yeah, me too. I don't understand that. That's well. She she went back to Octo, right? I don't think he would have brought it with him though there or maybe yeah like does she, there somewhere does she i mean it, it maybe she resurrects the x-wing at the bottom of act the, the sea in acto and it's all sealed up tight after all those years well we know it's possible like if you know you, you she could easily use the force and and lift it out of the water they're not breaking cannon right it's like it's been done it's been so... done for sure yeah, but, but why? What would make that X-wing significant? Plus the the door, like one of the wings was torn off and used as Luke's door. Yeah, Chewie broke it. It's a, it might not. Maybe I don't know. I don't see them being the same ship, but at the same time, something there's a little fishy. Yeah, something something here's not quite lining up just yet, as, as, which is fun. I'm I'm glad that <laughs> I I don't want these all to line up right away. Uh, the MacGuffin supposedly starts out as one thing, and that leads them to something else. And unfortunately, no one would ever tell us what it leads to, as this is the film's big secret. Okay, so then this is this point, this whole point, should never have been written down, ever. 
Like, what the hell is that? Oh, the MacGuffin starts as one thing and it turns into a... <laughs> yeah, duh. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? You know? Like, well, I like uh... it. It just means we get some twists and turns coming and that there's, yeah, there's but... something big in the works, you know, that they don't want anybody to know about. I really, I like this one a lot. I like it when they, you know, you're thinking, okay, this is what the movie's going to be about. Then you're like, oh, it's so much bigger than that. Like, there's so much more at stake. Well, I'm just happy to know that there is a big secret with this movie. And it's something yeah, that was exactly. is probably going to be protected at all costs. And we like we, we do need a good reveal in this trilogy. And I, like, I, I'm, I'm happy to never talk about this again until... Can I... Oh, sorry, okay, I didn't want to... I don't want to do it. I was gonna do it. <laughs> do, not, it do, I, it, do it, do it, do it. You know how Luke was supposed to put on Vader's mask at the end of uh, the crappy one of the tri- the original trilogy. Oh, it was an idea that Luke uh, that Mark Hamill had thrown out there to Lucas. Ah, what if? What it would be cool if? Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, well, was that a La- Mark Hamill thing? I don't know if that was that was a Mark Hamill thing. I know Mark Hamill wanted uh, the mohawk and the earring. Yeah, and I think I I. Want to say he want also wanted to take the the helmet as well and just be like, oh, I'm gonna I rule think, the galaxy. Yeah, I think that was more of a Lucas thing. Yeah, it was. It was like he was supposed to proclaim, proclaim that he was, I am Darth Vader now or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think maybe. that was a that that was not a. I don't think that was a Mark Hamill thing. I think that was a Lucas. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, rain, uh, brainstorming. Uh, so what if that's Ray? <laughs> Who picks up Kylo's helmet? Any helmet. Let, let, let's just call it dark, dark helmet. And she, she just she she becomes she becomes the the dark master. No, it's not going to happen. Not in this trilogy, anyhow. Yeah, you don't think so? Nope. <laughs> you want to put some calamari on that? Hell yeah! <laughs> There's no way they're doing that to her. She just walked a fine line. Yeah, no, I I don't think they'd they'd send her down that path in this in this trilogy. Well, look, I'll put that bet out there, but uh, I won't uh, I won't shake on it until I collect on my beers and smoke meat. <laughs> fair enough. That is actually fair enough. Uh, all right, Kylo's ship is white with red and black details, and lots of very cool mechanical looking parts dotted around it. Vader's helmet is stored there. Well, I thought I think this one's really interesting. Like white is very off-brand for Kylo. Yep. Everything that's that's I don't know if that's I I can't even mechanical-looking parts dotted around it. To me, this sounds more like it like it's not a first-order ship, and it almost makes me feel like Kylo's on the run from the first order like what what if what if he's found out as the person that actually murdered snoke and now they're after him the first order is after him i don't i i was i'm i was on the same wavelength as you but then i quickly remembered that there's one uh, one of the most evil characters and like purely dark side characters is krennic and he wears a white cape he's, so yeah, he's, ca- he's off brand yeah. So so, but and he's uh, there, there's nothing ambiguous about him. Like he's just he believes in what he's doing. Like there's no ulterior motive besides 
power and rising through the empire. So um, as soon as I read that, I'm like, I, my first thought was white. Oh no! Wait, but wait a sec. Krennic also wore white, and he was purely bad. So yeah, uh, more open to the white ship now because of that. Yeah, no, this uh, this is interesting. I don't know, it just I seems this. like another like he's the top dog now. Like he says what goes right. Like he wants to have a little pizzazz. Like it looks like his helmet's coming back too. Like he, he he's taking claim. Like nobody's gonna tell me what's not cool anymore. <laughs> like man, well I, I almost feel like, like he's you know, customized just, it, man. That's the way I see it. <laughs> like why would he if if he if he's in charge of the first order, and like we know the finalizer is kind of his ship, <clears throat> which is where he was keeping Vader's helmet. Why not leave it there? Because he wants a new snazzy like supreme leadership. So he's he's scooting around in the, in this little like I in my I'm picturing this as like a a small smallish ship. A small white ship with red and black details and he's got sort of Vader's helmet in the uh on the passenger seat with him. Like to me it feels like he grabbed something and took off with it. He's like buckle up, <laughs> grab a <laughs> Exactly. Like it, it feels like if you're if you're the leader of the of the first order why not just leave all your belongings in your quarters on your Star Destroyer where it's probably safest of all? It's an upgrade. Come on, man. How is it an upgrade, though? Like, how are you picturing this ship? Well, like white, a bit to me, kind of seems a little more pristine. And like when they say with all this stuff on the outside of it, it seems like it's got more of the bells and whistles, you know, like Kylo's customized this ship to, to his liking. Like, this... do you see this as like a single pilot f- ship? Or is, like, is there a cruiser? Uh, no, I see it more as a, yeah, probably more single pilot, but bigger than a TIE fighter, you know? Uh, so that's what I mean. Like, I, how is that an upgrade, though, over a Star Destroyer? Oh, he wants, to, he likes to still get hands-on. He's a hands-on kind of leader. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This, Maybe. I mean, I can, obviously, I'm not going to rule it out. It just—it sounds to me like he's—he's, he's... dude. He's a solo and a Skywalker. The kid needs to fly. Absolutely, and we saw that with the uh, the Tie Interceptor. With, Jesus, uh, as far as we know, like, did he have Vader's helmet in there with him? Is it is it like a a thing that he, a good luck charm that he carries around with him everywhere he goes? No, that's that's a little too small. I think. So I'm I'm really curious. Like that that one's got me thinking. Like, do you, do you remember Last Air Airbender, the cartoon? Yeah. No. So I'm seeing a lot of similarities between what's happening with Kylo and what happened with Zuko in that series. Their arcs are starting to mirror each other a little bit. But anyway. Yeah, that's that's a cool one to me. Sounds innocuous, but I think there's there's some insight to be pulled out of that one. Uh, the castle set we had been seeing is actually a miner's town. There's some another one with with no context, but uh, sorry, Mustafar fans, if if uh, if that one got you thinking, oh, a castle, Vader's castle? Nope. Uh, there is a droid factory, small room. There, which is an Easter egg heaven. Droids on the table reference John Williams scores. There is a bad robot and some original prequel era battle droids. See, this got me thinking of Lando. 
Yep. Like, I think we've we've come to learn that Lando has his own droid factory. Lando got into droids. That's right after after the events of the original trilogy. Got me thinking the same thing. Like, there's a, there's a lot of droids here. And it makes me th- buy more into the idea or the theory that the Resistance will get get their hands on some form of droid army or droid assistance in, in Episode Nine. Recommission the old uh, droids from the Clone Wars. Maybe. Maybe they find out. Uh, you know what? I, uh... They look more like good guys than bad guys. You know what I mean? If you really think about it. Sure, I don't know. Like I, I could see them being cannon fodder for either side. Uh, Kylo Ren fights resistance troopers in the swamp and supposedly uses some brutal moves on them, like the, uh, a back body drop, power fly, bomb, flying leg drop off the top ropes. <laughs> well, uh, I like it. That 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 could be pretty cool imagery. Like it's, that's, that has the potential to be very violent, choking people with roots and whatnot. Yeah, it, this one kind of comes at odds with the, with the one about the ship, Good Kylo's white ship. Swamp fight. You know, it, it, I was kind of thinking that maybe Kylo was on the run from the First Order, and maybe that sort of was going to push him to the Resistance for help or shelter, or I'll turn myself in, or whatever it is. Um, no, yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's uh, hiding from the first order, and uh, he's uh, to make a little uh, side money. He's wrestling gators in the swamp, <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of resistance troopers uh, find him. So he has to. Uh, he has to dispatch them. Are we still? Uh, we're still calling them resistance. They're not rebel. Like I'm. I'm. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Me neither. Either. I don't know. I want it to be rebel so badly. Like uh, I want it to be the rebellion and not just because Luke says the rebellion is reborn today. But he also calls it laser swords. Yeah, that's true too. Haldo says rebels too. You know what? We all suck. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to beat that saying to death. <laughs> I like laser swords. Good. I like you, so yeah, if if Kylo is is dismantling resistance troops with some brutal moves, I guess, depending on where this happens in the movie, like maybe that just puts a pin in him running back to the resistance for help. Meh. I don't know. I I, re- I don't know. Like I feel like there's there's only so much you can take. Like I know this is a movie that's the kinda- catalyst. Right, or it's the catalyst for him to go to the resistance for help. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Star Wars is kind of different in that the, the stakes are always like grand, and it, it always tells a story on this very grand scale. So it's like you you can ignore certain things, just for for the sake of the like the big sacrifice or the big uh, come to the light moment, right? So yeah, if if Kylo wrecks a few resistance soldiers at some point in the movie, we'll forget that if if he sees the light. That nobody will care about that. 
But again, like there's only so much. You can only do that so much, right? He's already killed off, ordered the killing of all those villagers. He killed Han Solo. He did this. He's done that. At a certain point, you got to go, hey, but buddy, you can't, you're not welcome here. Uh, a few more bullets. Uh, the Black Black Park Falcon set features some fire on the Falcon. Zero context. Don't know what that's supposed to mean or what to make of it. Uh, the orange X-wing we saw back in the day does not appear to be Pose. Do you guys? Did you guys see that set pick? Nope. It's a, it's an Maybe. all orange X-wing. Cool. I didn't see that. No. With some... Maybe it's Kaz's. Maybe it's Kaz's, Corey. Uh, Carrie Russell's outfit is rose gold, extremely fancy like a stormtrooper, but with the armor split into triangles on a purple suit. Her helmet has the shape of an Olympic cycling helmet. She was seen on the snow planet. Sounds sort of bounty hunter-ish. Yeah, a bit, eh? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it has a little, maybe a Mando thing happening. Yeah, I mean, this trilogy needs its signature bounty hunter. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what else to say about her. Yeah, there's. I mean, when they first announced her, I had so many thoughts of who she could possibly be, and um, the problem is, I try to make it bigger than what it could be, and yeah. you always end up. You always, always end up disapp- getting disappointed, you know. Like, oh wow, Benicio del Toro, man, he's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I liked him. Uh, I liked him too, but I mean, he—he's so much bigger than the role. True, yes, yes. I—I I could. Yeah, he was a little bit wasted. Yeah, so it's tough. You know, it's tough to. Uh, I mean, he's Fenster for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> how do you not love that guy? How do you not give him more? I almost kind of almost got to, if not. Bounty hunter than maybe <laughs> Imperial, you know. Are we talking about talking still talking about DJ? I don't no, know. No, K- Carrie Fisher. Or not Carrie Fisher. Carrie sorry. Russell. Carrie Russell, sorry. Imperial like, you thought she looked sound, that sounds Imperial? Not really, but who knows what they're doing these days, you know what I mean? Kylo's maybe like let him fly like whatever what you guys gotta do you. I'll put my mask back together. You like purple? Go for it. Gold? You're on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last one. There might be a zero gravity battle at the end of the film, and they built a massive wing or roof for it. Mm. I find this one scary. This one makes me a little bit nervous. It kind of sounds a bit like Ender's Game. Yeah, I don't know. It looks zero like as long G's as it... fighting in Star Wars. <laughs> as long as it's not Moonraker, we're in good shape. <laughs> As long as they pull off the CG, you know, lightsaber fighting in zero G has the potential to be pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's just never been a thing though before. Like that, that kind of scares me. Like, yeah, you know, we all, all we're fighting about bombs in space. Oh, there's no gravity, stupid! But like now, now this is a thing we fight about in Star Wars, overlooking all the silliness from from the seventies and eighties. This has, I think, this is completely. Like a, you're, they're booby trapping themselves with 
with this kind of thing if if they're actually doing it. But if I, I think Colin Trevorrow wanted to film something in space or like do some zero G stuff too. Yeah, I should have looked this up. God damn it. But I'm pretty sure he wanted to do or like film. Ah, damn it. I'm just I'm putting my foot in my mouth. But I know he wanted to do something with space and he was inquiring about it. I wonder if Pigs they just... <laughs> in space. I, I'm wondering if, if maybe they just picked up on what he was putting down. Or if it's a Lucas idea that they were all playing with and that now JJ's playing with it. I don't know. It's a little weird, man. It's weird. Like the, o- the only the only zero gravity thing we got was uh was uh Leia. You know, and no and that didn't that didn't go over well. So yeah. You know, they they were for crying out loud. They were on an asteroid in a space slug, and there was still gravity. So it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far this can go without um, blowing the whole thing up. You know, well, they had a zero g battle in Rebels, but that's animation. Like that's I I, I treat that kind of separately in a way. Yeah, it's almost like when when you when you start telling me that kind of thing, like I would almost think the three quarters of the fight would have to be in CG, like almost a la Matrix. Oof. Not so sure I want to see that. Yeah. That's yeah, not that I that. agree with. Unless it's like I'd be keep lightsabers out of it. If Ray and Kylo are out of that fight and it's it's kind of troopers with jetpacks or I, I'm more open to that. Like, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to see it, but I'm more open to like the rank and file troops doing stuff out in zero G rather than you know Ray and Kylo with like this glass dome over their head so they can breathe. Because that real has, talk ugh, that real, that could get goofy. Real talk, right now. Real talk. If they could just re uh, re digitize or or just update neo against the the hundred smiths would you want to see that how it would look today versus what it looked like in the movie i'd like to see the comparison uh like granted i don't think it was horrible horrible but uh i'd like to see what they could do now compared to then imagine can i abstain because i just don't care sure all right fair enough (laughs) (laughs) Corey, Corey, you're getting it Corey. (laughs) what uh that's it guys a bunch of bullet points tackled and uh, there's your dose of episode 9 potential spoiler talk all right well let's take a minute here to talk about our powerful friends the amazing powerful friends who are, are actually our our patreon supporters so if you're listening to this on our main feed did you know that you can get this podcast earlier Many hours earlier, dozens of hours earlier, uh, by becoming a powerful friend over at patreon.com slash tumbling saber as I drop things on the floor. (laughs) If you like us and you want to support what we do as podcasters, you can head over there to Patreon. Uh, We're from just $2 a month. There's a ton of stuff that you can get involved with. Sith Disturbers. We've got Worthy of Recognition. We've got all kinds of cool action going on over there. And uh, so check it out. Become a powerful friend and support what we do and get more of what you love. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Tumbling Saber. 
All right, now we got a couple of questions for some from the powerful friends. Let's tackle these. We've got Mr. Jeff Keltz, who's up first. And he says, Hey, Tumbling Saber crew, in your future speculative headcanon, what would your ultimate ending shot of episode 9 be? I'm talking about the character, planet, background, foreground, whatever. What would warm your Star Wars cockles? I see Force Ghosts of Luke, Leia holding Han's dice, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin, Hayden Style, Padme, technically Skywalker Bloodlines, Qui-Gon, Kylo redeemed Ben, off to the side of C-3PO and R2-D2 with Force Ghost Luke, hand resting ever so gently on R2. The ending shot starts with the background of Tatooine as the twin suns set, but sweeps around to show them from behind, and in the foreground is Rey on Batu with Poe, Finn, Maz, Rose, Broomboy, and the newest members of the Force Binders of the Galaxy as they watch on in the distance as a new Twin Suns dawns. So what do you predict slash prefer? From Jeff Keltz, the Metal Mando from Sunny Fort Myers, Florida. That is a big, big ending, Jeff. Big, big ending. So thanks, thank you for this, Jeff. Great question. What do you got, Carlos? I have so many. I have like uh, I have a couple of contingencies. Uh, first one, uh, I'm going dark. I'm going dark. I'm I'm thinking something along the lines of Revenge of the Sith, where they're on the Star Destroyer and they're watching the beginning of the construction of the of the of the Death Star. So last shot would be, hey everybody, yeah, we think we won, woohoo! But somewhere else, somebody else is building. Uh, you know, there's there's a new threat being built, and so you kind of see it from the deck of a cruiser. Um, stuff being built in space, and like it's the cycle that just never ends. Yeah, how much criticism do you think JJ would face over that? He can't oh, finish. He can't oh, finish. He, yeah, yeah, no, he'd get roasted, dude. It would be. <laughs> yeah, no. If he, um, I know they won't do it, but I'm, I'm saying like that's one, one thing that because I that's one part of, of Revenge of the Sith that I really, really loved, was them, you know, Vader or Anakin, you know, just getting used to a suit and walking up to that to the window right next to palps and and then you know crosses his arms yep like you know we're just getting started type of thing you know so i, I just kind of i kind of like that and i i wouldn't have minded minded it that uh that thing there <laughs> the thing that you just uh, spoke <laughs> about there for... yeah yeah exactly so, so that's your, your dark ending what do you have a what else have you got yeah, my light side ending is more um, less force ghost jamboree <laughs> and uh, more um, more the last Jedi. You know, like just uh, something with uh, like Luke alone on that rock uh, before he uh, disappears and his metal hand actually goes too. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, what well, you know, sideline. Uh, what if uh, Luke 
is so powerful that he didn't actually die, but he's able to go transport in between realms now. So when we see Luke in episode nine, he's not a force ghost. He's actually a live Luke, but he, he can actually go between the physical realm and the spirit realm. Oh, God. You think people would lose it? Yep. Yep. Okay. I, th- I think all the, all the people that were angry about Luke in eight would be happy because it gets, there's a chance that Luke might do that, that badass thing that people for some reason wanted him to do. <clears throat> and then everybody else would be like, why did you, you, you didn't have to do that. Like this is not Luke's story. We're done with him. Let's go. Especially when uh, when Ray qualifies that he's gone now. Yeah. Like, at yeah, the yeah. End. That that that's the part that kind of like I'm having a hard time like retconning that. But um, yeah. But I mean, I think you know the, the door is always there. But uh, yeah, we'll probably see the Force Ghost Luke. But I, that that's something that I would love to see. Like if it's Ray, whether she's on, uh, whether she's at the uh, the Lars Homestead. Or uh, on an act two, where Luke was, and just like meditating off into the the distance, that would be my money my money shot. Are twin sons in, automatically involved in your final shot? They don't have to be. I think any type of sunset would uh, would do the trick. Uh, it doesn't have to be twin sons, and considering that the last one was, and uh, it's like how many times you have to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Yep. So I have uh, have a little, um, you know. Oh, what if the fiestas with the caretakers? Oh, and and now they're all and now they're all friends. And it's Yubnub playing in the background. They they bring it back. The the they caretakers jam out Yubnub. <laughs> I'd love it. There you go. That's my that's my happy ending right there. Wait a sec. What? Never mind. Um. Yeah. Yubnub. There you go. That's what <laughs> I want. <laughs> Ray with the caretakers doing the Yubnub. You know what was funny is mine's not that far off. Well, I'll let you go first, Corey. Well, I don't know. It's really hard to think about, honestly. Like, we've talked about it minutely, I guess. But Jeff kind of really banged on a lot of things that I've been made fun of. <laughs> and I, I'm fully in cahoots with what he just said i i love your proposition man it's it's a great conclusion i think but again it's super hard to to think about emotionally but i want i want all those feels that he's talking about man like the the force goes jamboree like i'm pretty down the mystical mystical campfire and like when you hold it up to something for me personally like there's a big difference like carlos said between revenge of the sith and Return of the Jedi. Like, Return of the Jedi had it all for me, man. You got these cute little furry, fuzzy, adorable warrior pets, you know, who live in, like, these awesome tree houses, and everybody's chilling, and there's these fires, and Lando's so pumped, and it's pretty hard to and beat that. Cartwheeling you know? Ewoks is the furthest thing from chilling. Come on, banging the drums on <laughs> Stormtrooper helmets. Like, so good, man. Like, Vader looking on, Yoda, Obi-Wan, ultimate feels, man. So I, I do want that. So what I ultimately want is kind of like at least a, some kind of recognition to the original three being Luke, Han, and Leia. I mean, granted, I don't think Han can necessarily be a force ghost, but I do think Leia can. 
I don't know how they're going to do it, but uh, it's got to be full of life. I hope it's a happy ending. Uh, it could also be sad at the same time. Like I maybe when I kind of I don't want to necessarily emulate your answer, but I like the separation factor of you saying they're they're basically being two uh, point of views where there's this one group of maybe like forest ghosts or it, like what I'm seeing kind of is maybe what Ray has to do in order to for the good guys to win is to ultimately, yes, she's alive and whatever, but for some reason she's gone in a way forever, almost in an Ezra-esque fashion, what he did at the end of Rebels, right? Where they could both be, you know, both parties, the Resistance being one and Rey and possibly her new Jedi Order, even by herself on some kind of temple or something, like both looking into space and seeing each other like, out in the distance you know like that one star that they're both looking at is where they are and they don't know it like something like that where finn and rose and uh poe they're all together on one end and she's kind of done her job but with a a great price that's been paid i guess but either way it's definitely going to be big time happiness and feels so i think they want to i want to pull out all the stops too like i'm down with bringing hayden back in a big way all that stuff, bring it. But again, it's super hard to top that uh, treehouse party, man. With yeah, like, <laughs> I struggle with the idea of ending this movie. I don't know if it's going to be that like group hug around the campfire thing, or if it's going to be like much quieter and much, like a much more intimate thing. And to be honest, I don't really know which I prefer. But I, what I do think, I'm convinced of this. It's going to be. Like, the movie's going to spend, like, 10, 15 minutes winding down. I don't think we're going to get this... Uh, you know, like, Jedi kind of wraps up pretty quick, right? Vader dies. And then, the, you know, we cut to, like, fireworks. No, actually... Uh, Han and Leia have their little moment where she tells Han that... Uh, he's my know, brother. Yeah, he's my brother. And that's sort of, that's, the, that's the last word in the movie. Yep. Except for a Wisa Free! <laughs> <laughs> Yep, there's that. Um, and then you, you cut right to the funeral pyre and then over to the Ewok village. So like that's what, three, four minutes, right? I, I feel like episode nine is going to take twice that long in wrapping up things. Yeah, kind of like, like the way the Return of the King did in exactly, a way. Exactly. That movie felt like it ended, what, three times before it actually ended? Yeah, I think I stood up once. And I was like, whoops, whoops. Yeah, exactly. Me. Like, okay, there we go. And it was it was a satisfactory ending. Oh, okay. We got we got more here. Okay, <laughs> they went on for another like three four minutes, and then it ended again. Oh, okay. Let's let's see where this is going now. So I think we could get something to that effect where it's it it starts out with like a big party, and then gradually sort of narrows down to like one final, very personal, intimate thing. Yeah, I like that. And so I like to to go back to what Carlos was saying. I can see Ray on Acto final scene as sort of like a statement that here's where I'm going to reestablish the Jedi order. And then like sort of a Iris out kind of thing. Um, Yeah. Or, or I mean, it it kind of inverts from that and it goes from those like small personal little vignettes to one more big group gathering. But I, I don't want it to, I really don't want it to mirror the la- uh, return of the Jedi's ending. 
I really don't. Me want neither. To... But I, th I think there's like even if you said Kyle, like the the ending where she's on Acto and the resistance is somewhere else, and everybody's kind of having their moment, like that alone kind of leaves the opening to a new beginning. You know. Yeah, for sure. Like there's there's so many ways they could do it. Like I I would I would be even happy if it was her, Ray, going back to Jakku, and like visiting her parents' grave and getting that closure. And like forget forget everybody else. Like this is her story, and and Kylo and Finn and Poe. Like I I want the ending to focus on that group, and for everybody else, we can do that two, three, four minutes prior to that. Like, the I, I really want the end to focus on this new group. Um, what if what if the last last thing we see is, like, kind of get, like, a... What is, is it after Avengers or... Uh, which one was it? Where you actually see Thanos. Avengers. Yeah, Avengers. It was at the end, right? Like, yeah, after um, the end credit post, scene. Post credit scene. Okay, yeah. so imagine. Uh, well, obviously, we won't get a post credit scene, but last thing you see is like an empty throne room, and the camera pans around, and then you start seeing a little bit of a uniform, and it's silver, and the cracked mask of Phasma, and she's alive. Boo! Like she, she's she's the MacGuff. The she's the one. She's gonna she's gonna piece it all back together and propel us to episode ten. Something like that. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. With the Dungeons and Dragons guys. Like there, maybe that's leading up to their their uh, their series. I don't know. <clears throat> well, I've always had I've had my my theory for a long time of of Lando getting the Falcon back with Chewie back in the co-pilot seat. And it's just like a, after the party, they're both happy and they're both like, you know, content to move on to, to what, like what adventures lie next. And, and Lando just says to Chewie, punch it. And they just take off and Iris out. But that, uh, and thinking about yeah. it, it, it gets too close to the last Jedi prior to the broom boy scene. Not only that, it's too close to, it's, it's like, pretty much identical to solo itself yeah that's and true. Uh, that's true and you know what the worst part is the worst part is that if uh the ending of that movie just that that extra little shot of the dice was so gratuitous like i i found it completely useless and it kind of it doesn't ruin the movie for me but it's like ugh. yeah it's weird how the dice became a thing in the last couple of years I don't really have a problem with it, but it's 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 a little bit. No, but odd it's always been there. Just the fact that they focused on it, that extra, just that extra shot before the iris out. Yep, it, it was just badly done. It just looked bad. Yeah, it was a little nod to the last Jedi, I think. Well, uh, and, and to Han and his and his, and his luck and blah blah blah. Yeah, the, no. this should be a. Uh, you guys got me thinking now that you're saying like Lando and Chewie and the and the Falcon, right? I was kind of thinking Lando and Nia Numb, like two can get into the battle with like Finn and all that. But this should be like question forty-one. I know you already sent it out, but does no, Nia Numb? Okay, does Nia Numb survive the saga? 
Hmm, okay. I, I think that, I think yeah. I do have that as a question. A Fair question enough. to what? Oh, become a powerful friend and find out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So that whole time I was like, yeah, like Lando, Chewie, and the Falcon, Iris out. That that completely contradicts what I hope to be sort of like the the final, the finale, the last shot being all about Ray or you know probably Ray. So that yeah, I'm I'm sort of talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But I I think I think at this point I'm I'm hoping for Ray on Acto reestablishing the Jedi. Yeah, I like that. Caretakers, salmon, porgs. Maybe it's maybe she finds out there that she maybe that's where she learns the third the, her final lesson, the third lesson. Even though that's definitely been, like it's the, been tackled uh, in the book, but maybe they they ignore that. I like the uh, the twin son things too. I know you guys said it's kind of played out, but hey man, like it's cyclical. It's a theme. It, it's like poetry. Nice. It rhymes. Yeah, I like it. it. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue with twin sons. I just I just don't want it to. I like the greatest hits thing, right? I I want them to try and be original. Like make it feel like Star Wars, but don't don't just rip out uh, you know something that we've already been done and just substitute new names. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not too keen on that. Yeah, and then you know, maybe do you feel like every character should have their own little endings, it's like very similar to to Return of the King, where it's like let's let's find out where we leave Poe. Uh, is Finn gonna re- gonna call it quits, or is he? Does he stick stick around, or does he does he live? Who knows? I I don't know how how weighted each character, or how much time each character will get at the end of the movie. I don't know. Uh, I I don't think you could. I mean, how long is this the movie gonna be? <laughs> you know, I think I this will be. I think the longest. I think it'll be the longest. I don't. Yeah, I don't I think mean... it'll be by much. But I think it will be two two hour forty minutes, something like that. Nice. I hope so. so anyway, no, I mean, no intermission. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Are, are we convinced that Kylo is dead? Like, there's there's no room for him in this uh, in the in these final shots. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely room for him in one capacity or the other. Like he's definitely a big part of this franchise, and for sure, like he, whether it be he's a force ghost or dead, dead or alive, he's he's in. There's homage to him or his legacy, whatever it is. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we we will see. But Jeff, that is a great question. As and, always, as always, for sure. Yep, and I like your opinion. All right, last up here, Rick. Rick got the, snuck this one in uh, during our group call, our first saber-rattling group call with some of our powerful Jedi patrons. And so Rick said, hey, why don't you uh, talk about this with the guys on the show ne- next week or this coming week? I said, I, I damn well will do that. So yep. Rick's question is, who would be on the Mount Rushmore of, of Jedi? Canon Jedi, that is. Um, and this is, I, I think, based on Canon Jedi... And what we know of them. So you can, I guess you could, you could tackle this other in, in 
any number of ways. It could be who you would put based on what you think or put yourself in the place of the Jedi and what they would do. So that we can, there's, there's any way to do this. Uh, Corey, what did you do? Who's on your Mount Rushmore? Just lay them all out. Okay. So this would not be by terms of the Jedi choosing amongst themselves. It'd be like me choosing. Uh, I mean, come on. Number one, Yoda, you know, we know he's all there. Like you all know, <laughs> I'm sure you guys have him too. And I got Obi-Wan as well. I mean, come on. It's Obi-Wan. <laughs> I mean, come on. How, who could argue with that? Uh, the, the list gets pretty tight pretty quickly. Like, I want to put Anakin. That's where my dilemma comes in. But I'm, I'm not sure if I can, you know, like, mm-hmm. is his failure, his last minute redemption. Like, I don't know. He was a great Jedi Knight very courageous and all that, but just not really headstrong in his heyday. Like it was all too little, too late in a way. So I'm, I'm going to take him off the table being the chosen one. And I, I'm going to go with Luke. And my last one, because if it weren't for this guy, I don't think any of this would have happened. And it's going to be Qui-Gon for thinking outside the box and being chosen himself. Yeah, I think our lists are maybe going to be very similar here. But that yeah, that's that's a fine Mount Rushmore of Jedi. Carlos, what do you got? So I got uh Pantaloons Inferno. I got uh <laughs> Mullet Obi-Wan. I got Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan. And uh my fourth is going to be uh Old Obi-Wan. <laughs> it's all over. I like it. I know. I just ripped off Matthew Salvatore's answer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No. No. I'm just. Uh, I'm just teasing. Uh, so my first is Qui Gon. Uh, just because he kind of had a different perspective, and uh, you know, he he didn't follow party lines, kind of like George Washington. Also, because he's for me, it's because he's the he gets the treatment to become. To learn how to become a force ghost, right? Like yeah. Yoda goes through that process, and it's pretty goddamn intense. Absolutely, for sure. Uh, so my number two is uh, Revenge of the Sith Obi Wan. Like that's that's good Obi Wan. Yeah, he's he well by far the best Obi Wan so far. We'll probably see him in the show. Maybe he'll be even better than that. But uh, as as we stand right now, uh, yeah, he's uh, head and shoulders above mullet Obi-Wan. Uh, so my third is going to be uh, Mace Windu. Good old uh, I lo- lefty. Uh, <laughs> gotta love Mace Windu. Uh, most powerful of all the Jedi. And uh, my fourth is tough. Like, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with um, uh, Leg- uh, Legends Luke, you know, uh, pulling sc- uh, pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky, <laughs> oh, Luke. you son of a... <laughs> uh, but if we have to go canon, uh, I'm going Ray. I'm going Ray. I like it. Yeah, those are my, those are my four badass 
Jedi right there. Yeah, so there's a good amount of overlap on our lists. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got mine's I got Luke for sure. Um, Yoda is on my list. Qui Gon, for all the reasons explained, I think he's he's the guy the Jedi should have been all along. And then the last spot, man, is it tough. I had a difficult time. I I, I also like Corey was tempted to put Anakin there for the very simple reason that. Thinking as a Jedi, who are we going to put there? Let's put Anakin there. That despite all his misdeeds, we want to advertise the fact that redemption is possible. And even if we thought that someone was previously gone, like you can still come back. And he'd be there as like more of a uh, a, a cautionary tale than a, a celebration of of being a great Jedi. But that would that would still fold into it because he. He does get credited with being the guy that ultimately destroyed the Sith and brought balance to the Force. So it does have that one-two punch of credibility. But there's that, you know, 20-some-odd year gap where he was (laughs) problematic. (laughs) (laughs) That's diplomatic of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it would be fair to put him there. I... I'm, this is me kind of playing for the home team here, but I would almost, I, I almost want to put Ahsoka there too. And not only because, you know, like she, she's, I mean, she's great and she's powerful and she's, she's wise. Like, but I, I think she's everything that the Jedi should be in terms of, of temperament and worldview. And she's, she's got that compassion thing in, in scores, which, as we've learned, it's it's central to a Jedi's life, and I, I I think she's got guts, whereas a lot of the people in the Jedi Order don't. Like she had she had the uh, the the, inte- the personal integrity to to walk away when she felt betrayed. You know, I, for, it would be almost like a recognition of the Jedi to say, "This is how dumb we were. We turned her away." So, as a mea culpa, let's put her up there. Be like Ahsoka. Hmm. Well, let, let's see what happens in Clone Wars Season 7, first of all. But at the same time, like, I'm right there with you. And those that's the, one of the reasons I didn't put Rey either. Ahsoka, she says straight up, I'm no Jedi. Yeah, I mean, like, she kind of disavows them, right? So <laughs> Even the Vader's face, man. Like, it's like, that's, it's like, I will avenge my master. That's not the Jedi way. I'm no Jedi like straight up man boom goosebumps every time like so good yeah so that that is a bit of a a thorny issue there that she doesn't even consider herself to be a Jedi no I love that and Rey's never really said it straight up either right like she can think it's all hokey malarkey too like the way Luke explained it to her like it's like they were like taken down at their peak you know like I know she's devout Rey, Rey is devout yeah, but she doesn't necessarily have to say, like, I'm a Jedi, per se. Guaranteed you know, she says that in, in episode nine. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah there's a, don't get me wrong, there's a really good chance. But at the same time, I feel like she's taken Jedi-dumb in a new direction, kind of, you know? Like, she's made it her own thing that's free of this dogmatic view. Well, maybe she's, she, she's going to do for the Jedi what 
The Force Awakens did for Star Wars and make it all about what it used to be. <laughs> I, I I would think that. What, are you talking about Metaclorians? No. <laughs> Uh, by the end of this year, I'm might be much more likely to put Ray on the list. She's she's kind of shortlisted. I said I want to see. I want to hear the words come out of her mouth before putting her. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, she should be on this list, but she hasn't said it yet. You know what I mean? She's not there yet. She's got the books. Maybe the words come out of her mouth. Maybe being a Jedi is about. Not about the title of being a Jedi and saying, hey, look at me, I'm a Jedi. And maybe it's just about just acting like one and letting your actions speak for, for you. So maybe she'll never say, I, I am a Jedi. Maybe she won't do it. Maybe she'll just act, like, act play the role and let us go, yeah, that, there's a goddamn Jedi. Another question for the quiz. Will Rey say, I am a Jedi? There you go. All I right. Think she does. There what, what about this, Kyle? Go. All right, go ahead. Corey. I want to ask. I want to ask you a quick question. I can't wrap up podcasts these days. Nope. <laughs> Just quickly <laughs> off the top of your head, rattle off if you were going to go Jedi within animated shows. You just you just want me to say Kanan at some point or Ezra, right? You want to see whatever. how far down I will go before I say Kanan and Ezra? Yeah. Whatever. Just you say it. Have just, your own just, opinion. Just, just say it. Just say it. I want to see where Kanan and Ezra sit on your list, because that's the question. Okay. Say, <laughs> say it. I that really wasn't my intention, but <laughs> now that you put it that way, like I am kind of curious. In animation, oh boy. Uh, I mean, there's still. Like, do we? Can we still pull like the Yodas and the Mace Windus? Or yeah, we, let's leave them out. Leave them out. Okay, so you're really trying to corner me into Kanan and Ezra just a, a process of elimination well Yoda Mace let's leave out you can still use your kit fistos and whatnot you know I don't know I mean god I'll tell you mine straight up it's it's got to be Ezra Kanan Ahsoka again is another bit of a loophole let's just say for the time that she was an actual Jedi or Padawan Plo Koon, and if not Ahsoka, then a Kit Fisto. I think Plo Koon is, is a given. Yeah, he's so good. Shadi Mundi is awesome, man. He's cool, too. We don't see him a ton, though, in, in the uh, the Clone Wars. He's got one good arc. It's pretty good. He takes, one, he takes a couple for the team. And he reminds me of Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> The conehead, <laughs> yeah. Like Shaq T is in, is in a few episodes. Oh, she yeah, she was great in the uh, the episode with uh, the the investigation with the clones. She was really good in that in that arc. Yeah, That's I don't know. Well, the, I don't know. All, Corey, all you'll that... get your wish. Given this given this list of circumstances, I would I'll put uh, I'll, I'll at least put Kanan up there. I love it, Ezra. Come on. But either way, all that just to say that think about that, man. Like we have so few Jedi within the films. Like, yes, uh the prequels kind of expanded on it a little bit. The Clone Wars. Then we have this, you know, Rebels, Ezra Kanan. But other than that, other than these films, like we haven't seen all that much. So like 
my hope is that we'll, we're going to be able to all build on our round, uh, Mount Rushmore of Jedi, right, in the coming years. Oh, for sure. I mean, like when you when you look at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, it's it's just studded with like busts of of old Jedi and statues who I assume are of Jedi. Like, who were these people? They they were they were big enough deals that the Jedi made statues of them. Like, sh- those should probably be the names on our Mount Rushmores, but we don't know any of those people. Oh, I love that. So good. All right, Rick. Good job, man. Thanks. Thanks, all you guys. Uh, Rick, Mike, Matt, and Jeff. Great time on the group call last week. We'll do that again uh, soon enough, I hope. Uh, and that's it for episode 165. We are out of here, guys. Did, did anybody make it this far? Way past the two-hour point? Are we... Uh, did people hang out with us this long? Probably. High fives if you did. All right, guys. Uh... Like I said, if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to send in your emails, you can do so to tumblingsaber at gmail.com uh, and we'll get your, your voicemail or your text into the into the, uh, a future podcast. And also a shout out to Mr. Rob Wade. Hey, Rob. Mr. Rob Wade from emotionally14.com, the admiral over at Talk Star Wars. Uh, we want to thank him for endorsing this episode and all episodes of Tumbling Saber on emotionally14.com as part of the E14 endorsed program so be sure to check him out and check out his book assorted thoughts on podcasting and also be sure to check out our podcasting network we got nine great podcasts all about star wars all ready for you at starwarscommonwealth.com or on itunes as a podcast provider go check it out anything star wars related someone in the commonwealth is talking about it and you will get your fill there and guys with all that out of the way we can now plug our social media. Carlos, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at C Candido Music. Uh, you can like my Facebook page, Carlos Candido. And you could uh, go to patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. And for as little as $3 a month, that's a coffee. For as little as $3 a month, you'll get access to uh, any new music releases. Uh, and every month I release a new track for all my patrons. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash Cardos Creates. Beauty. Do it. And Corey, where do people find you? Well, guys, let me tell you. You can all find me at Chop Rules with a Z on Twitter. And uh, take, a, take a look at the uh, our closed Facebook group. That's uh, the Tumbling Saber. That's, that's a lot of funny stuff going on in there. It's super fun. Yeah, man, I, you got you guys barely got me uh, off the prequel meme thing to come do this podcast. <laughs> I, I was neck deep in prequel memes tonight. I really, I was questioning whether I just call the whole thing off. Couldn't pull my eyes away. They're too funny, and they're all in our Tumbling Saber Facebook group. It's closed. You can come geek out in there. Nobody's gonna find out other than us, and it's it's a ton of fun in there. So come hit us up in our Facebook group. Uh, and that's it. You can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram, where I rarely post. But uh, I'm happy to connect with you there anyway. So that's it, everybody. Episode 165 is in the books. And thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time on Tumbling Saber. Have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk soon. Struggle for the answers. Questions frighten me. Circles getting wider. It's harder just to see. Thank you.
up to illusions, delusions fill my mind. Your voice is sending shivers to shout right through my spine. Wait for the warmth of your 